It's November 15th, 2017, and 24-year-old Sydney Loof waits for her date Audrey to pick her up from her duplex in Lincoln, Nebraska. Sydney and Audrey met on Tinder and have been texting nonstop since. They went on their first date the night before, and it was a good time. They cruised around, listened to music, and got to know each other. Maybe smoked a little bit of that devil's lettuce. Sydney gushes to her friends. She says Audrey is her dream girl. She hopes tonight will go just as well. She posts a selfie to Snapchat, captioned, Ready for my date? Here, Audrey texts as she pulls up in front of Sydney's place. With butterflies in her stomach, Sydney kisses her cat Mimsy goodbye and heads out the door. Coworkers grow concerned when Sydney doesn't show up for work the following day at Menards, a home improvement store. They reach out to family and friends of Sydney, and it turns out nobody has heard from her since the night before. Every message is left unanswered, and every call goes straight to voicemail. This isn't like Sydney at all. Police are contacted, and a wellness check is conducted. They find Sydney's car parked outside of her duplex, but no signs of Sydney inside. Panicked, Sydney's parents head to her duplex, and the landlord lets them in. They find Mimsy all alone and meowing about, alerting them to the fact that she doesn't have any food or water. This really sets off the alarm bells. Sydney would never leave her cat like this. An official missing persons report is filed by Sydney's parents that day. Meanwhile, a friend of Sydney's does a little sleuthing of her own. She decides to track down Audrey. She's seen a photo of her and knows the two met on Tinder so she creates a fake profile and swipes and swipes until she comes across Audrey's profile. They match and flirt, and she gets Audrey's phone number and hands it off to police. Police call Audrey's number, and she tells them she had met Sydney on Tinder, and they had been on two dates. But she hasn't heard from her since she dropped her off at a friend's house after their second one. Police take note of her evasiveness when it comes to giving out any personal information. And upon a deeper dive, they find out it's a fake number. Yet, they're still able to track down who it belongs to. And they find out it doesn't belong to a woman named Audrey at all. The phone number belongs to a woman named Bailey Boswell. Then Sydney's phone records reveal her last known location. The apartment of 23-year-old Bailey Boswell and her boyfriend, 51-year-old Aubrey Trail, in Wilbur, Nebraska. The pair has a pretty extensive criminal record already, but nothing violent. They've been caught running scams in multiple states, writing bad checks, committing fraud, and stealing antiques to resell. 
Bailey Boswell and Aubrey Trail become persons of interest in Sydney's disappearance. But then, they disappear. Police question the couple's landlord, who says they're gone but reports a strong odor of bleach emitting from their basement apartment. Upon searching, police notice that someone has recently scrubbed just one room clean with bleach, including the walls. A few items around the apartment stand out as well, including a dog leash, though they don't own a dog, a sauna suit with the crotch cut out, think of the full body suits in Breaking Bad, but crotchless, and a bloody plastic sheet. While police hunt for Bailey and Aubrey, a video of the couple pops up on Facebook. In the video, Bailey says, I just want the family to know I'm truly sorry and I didn't have anything to do with this. I hope Sydney is found really soon. She's a sweet, amazing girl. And Aubrey says, I wish the family the best. I mean, no disrespect to anyone. I wish Sydney the best. But as far as the police department, fuck you. Police find Bailey and Aubrey hiding in another state at a hotel in Missouri and place them under arrest under outstanding warrants on November 30th, 2017, a couple weeks after Sydney's disappearance. And a few days later, a horrific discovery is made. Using Bailey's phone records, police track down her locations on the night of Sydney's disappearance. One of these paint locations brings them to a ditch off the side of a dirt road in Clay County, where they find garbage bags filled with dismembered remains, with multiple organs missing, including the tongue, heart, intestines, liver, kidneys, left lung, and esophagus. These organs, along with her upper left arm, between the shoulder and elbow, are never found. These are the remains of Sydney Loof, identified by a tattoo on her arm that says, Everything will be wonderful someday. Scattered along a ditch closer to Wilbur, they find Sydney's phone, license, and credit card, which have all been destroyed. Her keys are found not far from there. They also find pieces of an extension cord, latex gloves, sauna suits, and a dog leash. An autopsy reveals that her cause of death was homicidal means including strangulation, her body was cut into 14 pieces, of which only 13 were found, and most of her organs are missing. She has a bump on her head, torn earlobes, major bruising on her back, and abrasions on her wrists consistent with restraint. She has defense wounds, indicating she fought hard for her life. 
Bailey Boswell and Aubrey Trail are charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and improper disposal of human remains. Aubrey Trail folds immediately and admits to killing Sidney Loof, but he claims it was an accident, and he emphasizes that Bailey was not involved aside from helping him dispose of the body. He refuses to elaborate further. Bailey tells police she was asleep on the couch while it happened. And it's not long before the story changes. Dramatically. Aubrey tells police he has a witchcraft sex cult with a group of women and they all have special powers. He says one of the women in the cult must have killed her. Then he says they dismembered her as a part of a religious ritual. It was necessary to drain her blood and release her soul to the gods in a sacred spot. Yeah. Then his story changes again. Aubrey claims that he did kill her, but still maintains that it was an accident, and that Bailey has nothing to do with it, aside from helping him dispose of the body. He says he was choking Sidney with an extension cord in a sexual act, and it wasn't supposed to go as far as it did. Aubrey goes on to say he dismembered the body and disposed of it in a panic. While awaiting trial in the same jail, Aubrey and Bailey exchange coded letters in an attempt to get their story straight. In these letters, Aubrey urges Bailey to play the victim and place all the blame on him. He provides her a story to tell, writing, Here is your story. You now believe that I planned to kill someone all along, and I used you to help me. You'll have to fill in the blanks, baby, but this story is good. We need everyone to hate me and feel sorry for you. We need to make it look like I brainwashed you. I told them that you did not help me cut up or bag up the body. I told them you weren't even in the room when she died. Aubrey Trail's trial begins on June 17, 2019. Right away, he pleads guilty to one of his three charges. Improper disposal of human remains. As the trial unfolds, the evidence being presented is piling up against him and Bailey. And just a few days into his trial, Aubrey interrupts the courtroom with an announcement. Bailey is innocent, and I curse you all, he says as he slashes his own throat with some sort of makeshift blade that he managed to sneak in. Aubrey is taken to the hospital with relatively minor injuries and receives stitches. He's released from the hospital that day. The trial continues on without him while he recovers in his cell. One day, an interesting witness takes the stand. It's a 22-year-old woman who remains anonymous. She testifies that she was lured into Aubrey's life by Bailey Boswell on Tinder. She says she was in Aubrey's cult and she had been manipulated into believing she could gain powers by killing someone. The next day, another anonymous woman in her early 20s testifies. Her story 
is similar. Then another. All three of these women testified that they had met Bailey on Tinder and were then introduced to Aubrey. Aubrey became a sugar daddy to the women, taking care of them financially. But there were rules. Aubrey and Bailey were to be called Mommy and Daddy, and there would be rough group sex. And that's all well and dandy, but the rules kept tightening up, and Aubrey was gaining more control over the women. He expected them to ask permission before doing anything. They were not allowed to have any contact with other men. They must be naked at all times around the house. He expected them to check in with him every three hours. He would lock them inside his house. And he would punish them if they broke the rules. Punishments would include whipping and choking with a belt, sometimes to the point of losing consciousness. To be clear, there's no kink-shaming here. As long as all parties are consenting, I'm all for it. But it wasn't long before this started to go beyond safe kink, or BDSM. It just kept escalating. Aubrey started telling the women that he was a flying, mind-reading vampire. He told them they could become witches and unlock their own special powers if they kill someone. Apparently, Bailey was the queen witch. Her and Aubrey often discussed torture and murder, encouraging the women to join in. Bailey was noticeably aroused by this topic and frequently spoke of breaking fingers and fingernails. Then they started helping the women find people to kill. At this point, the murder talk started to become too real. All three women testify that they were not involved in any murders and were not present when Sidney Loof was killed. Aubrey Trail returns to the courtroom after healing up from his throat slashing attempt for a couple weeks. He now says pretty much everything is a lie. No witches, no vampires, no rituals. He maintains that the murder was an accident that happened during erotic asphyxiation. He shows zero emotion and makes no apologies. After only two and a half hours of deliberation, the jury found Aubrey Trail guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder on July 10th, 2019. Aubrey had already pled guilty to improper disposal of human remains. He awaits a further hearing to find out if he will face life in prison or the death sentence. It seems death is already knocking on his door, as he almost lost his life four times since being arrested. He had a stroke and two heart attacks and tried to slit his own throat. In the meantime, Bailey Boswell's trial begins on September 25th, 2020. The evidence that Bailey was involved is presented, such as all of her contact with Sydney never indicating a man would be present, even when Sydney specifically asks if it would just be the two of them, 
Sydney wasn't interested in men. She had actually expressed to a friend before the first date, I hope she doesn't have a boyfriend. So the story that she consented to anything with Aubrey makes no sense. The more evidence that comes out, the clearer it becomes that Bailey was involved and it was premeditated as fuck. Like a Home Depot surveillance video of Bailey and Aubrey purchasing the items they'd used to dismember Sydney with the day she was murdered. A hacksaw, utility knife, and plastic sheets. And another surveillance video from that same day of Aubrey entering Sydney's workplace and checking her out while Bailey waited in the parking lot, texting Sydney to ask how her day was going. During Bailey's trial, the women in Aubrey's cult testify again. The first of these women says she met a woman on Tinder named Jenna in July of 2017, who turned out to be Bailey Boswell. Bailey introduced her to Aubrey Trail, who became her sugar daddy. She received an allowance of $200 a week and anything else she wanted on top of that, as long as she abided by the rules. She was loving this, living the life, until Aubrey and Bailey started talking about witchcraft, murder, and torture. She said Bailey would smile and giggle and her eyes would light up when talking about torture. Bailey would gush over ideas like cutting people's eyelids out so they'd have to watch their own torture, and pouring acid on someone, then setting them on fire. Aubrey told this woman she could join the cult, but she would have to kill to gain her powers and become a witch. To get your power, you have to breathe in their last breath, he told her. And he actually convinced her. She was told she would get her own kill kit, with a sauna suit, a hammer, and pliers, among other tools, once she followed through with her first kill. Bailey and Aubrey even chose someone for her to kill. Another woman in their cult, who they claimed needed to be dealt with because she was annoying and doesn't follow the rules. They planned the attack, but in the end she backed out and cut ties with the group. She was too afraid to tell police at the time, as Aubrey had threatened to kill her and her family if she told a soul. Another woman who testifies says in August of 2017, she also met someone on Tinder named Jenna that ended up being Bailey Boswell. Jenna introduced her to Aubrey Trail. Aubrey became her sugar daddy, and things were pretty standard until they started talking about witchcraft and killing. They said you could make a lot more money if you tortured someone on videotape, she testified. Shortly after the talk of murder started, this woman left the group. She spoke of being afraid to say anything because they had threatened her and her family. The third and final woman who testifies says she met a woman on Tinder named Kelsey in October of 2017. Her story is just like the other two. Kelsey turns out to be Bailey Boswell, and she's introduced to Aubrey Trail. 
She thought it was all just fantasy when they started talking about witches and vampires and killing people. Then they started picking out a target for her to kill. I remember being quiet and just scared. I didn't know what to say. This wasn't sex anymore, this was real, she testified. Followed by, At one point he said if I did go through with it, if I ever told anybody, then I'd get locked up and he'd find a way to kill me, my family, my cats. And I got scared and said okay. I just agreed because I didn't know what would happen if I said no. When information started coming out about Sidney Loof's disappearance and the connection to Bailey and Aubrey, this woman left the group. Bailey's defense argues that Bailey, along with these three women, were all victims of Aubrey Trail. But the evidence makes it clear that Bailey is no victim. The jury deliberates for three hours and returns with a verdict. Bailey Boswell is guilty of first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and improper disposal of human remains on October 4, 2020. She awaits a further hearing to find out if she faces life in prison or the death penalty. If she receives the death penalty, she will be the first woman sentenced to death in Nebraska. On June 9, 2021, Aubrey Trail's sentencing finally rolls around, and he is sentenced to death for the murder of Sidney Loof. His execution date has not yet been set, and he awaits his fate on death row. And on November 8, 2021, Bailey Boswell is spared her life and sentenced to life in prison. Sydney is remembered as a loving, compassionate, vibrant, giving, and kind-hearted person. Her willingness to help others had no bounds. A co-worker of Sydney's said, She has the sweetest soul. She would do anything for anyone. She had a heart of gold. And this was absolutely true. In fact, Sydney opened her home three times to people in need, including a co-worker at Menard's. When people questioned this, she said, Everybody needs help at some point in their life, and I feel as if I can help them. Sydney loved animals and nature and was an outdoorsy gal. Although she struggled with depression, things had been looking bright for her. She had just started a new medication and was feeling hopeful about the future. This is such a precious time. Sydney Loof was a beautiful person inside and out, taken from this world far too senselessly and far too soon. She will never be forgotten by the many who love her. To quote one of Sydney's friends, she's going to see just how loved she is. <laughs> 